All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'll be okay. I've had this before. It's just for me, it's very difficult because I'm very active. So being forced to stay in my home right now, especially the weather starting to turn, it's making me a little crazy. So I'll try my best to be positive today. Is this going to come back to me having you move my treadmill to the basement? Is that what this is going to end up being? <laughs> well, we, it's funny because I bought a back, uh, like an inversion table, as I've mentioned last week. And my wife was losing her marbles because it was upstairs in our living room. I, I wasn't capable physically of moving it downstairs. So finally yesterday, she goes, Mark, enough. We have to move it. So I, here I am, lift like I had no business lifting it. And I'm lifting it down the stairs. Pretty sure that's why I've had another setback today. But I won't tell her that. You should just call Craig to come over and move that. Um, by the way, it is. Um, I hope you get better soon because it seems like you've had an awfully long year of shingles, uh, back issues, the knee or leg cramps in the middle of the show. Like, can we talk about, yeah, shingles. Like, anyway, that's for another episode. I could bring my tinfoil hat out right now, but I won't. So <laughs> you are worry, a I'll medical mystery. 
Uh, it is our hundredth show today, by the way, a uh, hundred times, Matt, that we've done this. And so far, Craig hasn't fired both of us. Yeah. Well, a hundred seems like a lot. I'm shocked. We got even, I'm shocked. <laughs> we got to 50, let alone a hundred. So there uh, we, here we are. Fantastic. We're going to talk more about that later in the show as we bring Craig on uh, lots to chat about, including a little pearls of wisdom for our show. Um, today's show is always brought to you by sportsinteraction.com, Canada's leading online casino and sportsbook. Uh, sportsinteraction.com slash volume of thought for the most competitive live daily betting. And reminder, if you sign up today, you get a 100% welcome bonus up to $500 on the sportsbook or the casino side. That is sportsbook, uh, sportsinteraction.com. Okay, Matt, um, we might as well get right to it. And that is on Monday night, there was the sad news of the passing of Senator's owner Eugene Melnick at the young age of 62. Uh, he leaves behind two daughters, obviously, Anna and Olivia. Uh, and our thoughts and prayers are to them. There's no question. I know I lost my dad when I was like 21 years old. It is a tough thing to go through. I know there's lots said in the media um, and there's been a lot talked about on with media members and whatever. That's not the time or place. I have no desire to get into it. What I will say is uh, there was a gentleman who lost his life and there were kids affected by this and other people and family members. So I will say, and I know you've played for him, I will say on my side, thoughts and prayers, not hollow, go out to the Melnick family. Yeah, it's well said, Wally. Absolutely. Um, and and that's a situation where, you know, we have to be there to support everybody in need. And I think more importantly, focus on the positives. You know, yeah. the fact that he was obviously instrumental in, in saving the Sens and keeping the team here in Ottawa. And, um, you know, I've, I didn't have a whole lot of interactions with him because he was unfortunately going through cancer when I was, you know, in my tenure with the Ottawa Senators, particularly the last few years. So, um, but you know, the few times we spoke, they were always pleasant. And, um, anyway, as you mentioned, thoughts yeah. go out to, uh, his two daughters. Uh, it's not an easy thing to go through. No. Uh, and, and the one thing about, if we talked about this in the past with sports franchises, you aren't, it's not just a business for, for people. They don't just go in and buy a hamburger or buy a hockey stick. They are invested yeah. emotionally and it affects everything. And so when this all happens, there's lots of emotions that come out. And now part of the emotional side is. What happens to the franchise? Well, one thing I can clearly point out, and without a shadow of a doubt, the team is not moving anywhere. There is no chance that this team is up and moving. That is number one. There's two, it, if you read the CBA or the Board of Governors and what they have to go through to try and move a franchise, it's nearly impossible. Uh, yeah. And take Arizona, for example. They're playing in a 5,000 seat arena. just going to say that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two is uh, there are perspective owners. I can tell you that as well. There's been stuff said by Sean Simpson and by Ian Mendez uh, this week on Twitter. They are factually correct. They are right. There are lots of potential people involved. I do know some of them personally. There's also talk of players involved. Now, here's the thing. So that is somewhat true. There are players. They're not called Alfredson and or Phillips. Uh, what I understand to be fact is most of those groups, if not all of them, between four and six, have called or inquired or know that either one of those two individuals need to be associated with the organization once it happens. That That is a fact. But they do know that Alfie and Phillips do not want to be involved directly at the time as potential owners. They'll come in later if that's the case. And if it fits them or suits them, right? They're not just going to agree to one particular side and then tune out everybody else. So I think they'll be part of the organization at some point, somehow. I think they have to be, but I don't believe that they are potential investors on a grand scale. Okay. That seems fair. There That's are fair. some other players outside, uh, former players done very well, uh, that are part of other ownership groups, but I don't believe that they are the front runners, or I should say the money people involved with these, uh, 
other potential investors. But rest assured, if it does come down to a sale, there are plenty of people with big pockets that want to be involved. I'll just leave it at that. And are you investing, Meth? No. Okay. Too, I don't too have, cheap? don't have the capital. I have, <laughs> um, I'm not going to get into it, but I've got my own um, uh, businesses here running at the house. <laughs> you know? Is that the, the mountain of thought, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Yeah. So we have okay. a dog running. My, my wife's going to start a dog business soon. And obviously that's not cheap to start up. And I've got two kids. So um, no, I'm not planning on buying in any hockey team anytime soon. Uh, uh, there is a story out, by the way, um, just, you know, a uh, hundred episodes in, we figured we'd have a brand new sponsor for our show today. So I just want to point out, uh, you can't move, but this company can, that's my lead in, uh, Boyd moving has jumped on board the Wally Mathot show, uh, want better pay, more respect, more job security. It's time to move to Boyd moving. If you're an experienced mover, truck driver, or just a hardworking go-getter who wants rewarding work, then it's time to turn your job into a career. Apply today at boydcareers.ca, Boyd moving. We keep auto moving. You could use them. You can't work for them because you can't move, but you could use them. Yep, I you can. Use them and for I the inversion can... table. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll keep them in mind next time I need to move something pretty heavy. Okay. <laughs> Seventy-five years they've been in Ottawa. They are a fantastic company, and they need lots of people, lots of careers there at Boy Moving. Um, nice. Okay, so there's a story out on Wednesday in La Presse about five games going to be played in Quebec City now. Uh, this seems interesting. So it says in the story that it was Gary Bettman who approached the Quebec City to do these five games on behalf of the Ottawa Senators. I don't believe that that, that may be true. I just believe it started by either Anthony LeBlanc, who's the business VP guy with the Ottawa Senators, or it was Eugene Melnick who went to Gary. Gary Bettman's not sitting in his office going, how do I find five games to play for the Quebec City franchise? Um, so I believe it is a Melnick thing. Uh, I hmm. also believe that this was an FU to the city of Ottawa. And just to kind of rattle the cages a little that they want a new arena, they want to go downtown and they want some cooperation or they're going to try and move the franchise. So I think that was just a little cage rattling. That may may happen, Matt, but I don't see them playing. And the reason I don't, just because they're putting 17,000 in that building, all the expenses that are going to have to be incurred by that team to go to Quebec City, that's travel for all the players, all the staff, uh, all the per diems they got to put out, all that stuff that they've got to get to travel there is certainly going to put a dent into any profit. So, okay. Cause so I'm reading all these reports and, and yeah. economics is obviously not a forte of mine. So I'll ask you these questions. Is it, is it a, an opportunity for the team to make a significant amount of money by playing there? Despite all those, all, despite all the overhead yeah. that you just kind of mentioned. It, so I don't know what that has been promised to Ottawa. Sometimes they promise them you get 200 grand. No question. Right. Sometimes that's the case or sometimes it's you come here and it's yours and you figure out how much you can generate. So I don't know oh. the financial wheelings and dealings of that particular situation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I found, I found it weird. So you actually, do you, do you firmly believe that there's an underlying message here sent to yeah. the organization? Is that, that how you feel that, about it? Sent to the city. That's what I think it is. Yeah. I think it's a, yeah. if you want us to like, and to the kind of the fans, like buy some tickets here, get the businesses involved once again, or we're going to explore other opportunities. I just yeah. don't believe it's well, feasible I mean, be, or viable. Yeah, that's fair. Well, you know, I was going to say, be that as it may, uh, whether I agree with the move to rattle the city or to, to send a yeah. message, 
uh, beyond all of that, I, I've always been a big advocate for the team moving downtown. I just, oh, I just no know question. what that looks like in every other city. Yeah, it's never a bad thing. It just pumps. It just generates oh. money into all the restaurants and businesses in the surrounding areas. And now, and, and and I'm not, I'm not shitting on Canada or anything like that. I'm just saying that typically speaking, when people talk about the atmosphere and the arena yep. and all that stuff, a lot of that just comes naturally when it's down there, right? You've got the people that are going in after work. They're having a couple beers at a restaurant or some dinner, and then they go over to the arena. Everyone's happy and loud. And it's a little more, you get more access from the East end. Like when I see people yep. arguing about, well, it's really not that far from Orleans. It's like a 20 minute drive without traffic. I'm like, come on, like, let's not be disingenuous here. Like, you know, I, I, I have no skin in the game whatsoever. And I can tell you that having the rink downtown from a, from an entertainment value standpoint, I would think is a lot better, but in any case, yep. oh. none of that matters right now, but that's where I stand. Yeah. Look at, I mean, just where they played on Tuesday night, I guess was, I'm trying my days get mixed up is Nashville. Like the rink is right there. It is yep. right, right on Broadway. Oh, it's sick. <laughs> it is so it is I know. prime. What at Tampa, walking to Tampa around the canal or like yeah. all and, these and, places, but you know, like, Montreal. Yeah, I was gonna say, and even Tampa. Tampa's like not a it's not a huge city. It's not like a sky high rise type area, but it's still sort of down in that busy business section of town. Yep. And they generate a lot of fans. Obviously, it, winning is a big part of that, but in any case, I think there's something we can all agree on. And that whether it's LeBreton Flats or another location, if it's closer to the core. I mean, it's yeah. just, it just sucks the life out of you driving out there. And I mean, I, I love my time in Ottawa. I love playing there. But if I had a choice, obviously well, I would prefer to play downtown. Same in Florida. Like Florida's a drive, right? It yeah. doesn't, there's no atmosphere around the Florida arena. Carolina, yeah. there's no atmosphere. Well, and, and it directly there. affects them, right? Like exactly. with Florida, you know, like if they're not winning the way they are right now, that place is more, is less than half empty. So yeah. You know, obviously Phoenix. if Ottawa starts going on a tear and winning lots of games, it's going to, it's going to get packed. But yep. as far as like the overall fan experience, you know, you, you, you juice up a new arena, you've got better uh, in-game atmosphere, better in-game stuff going on. I mean, coupled that with a better team, you know, wow. But anyway, these, these, these are all hypotheticals. Yeah, I no, I, I agree. Like downtown is where you need to go and eventually yeah. they're going to get there. I, I just can't imagine that they don't, everything just yeah. seems to take way too much time. Um, Agreed. Coming up in the show, uh, due to back issues, you were on the IR. Uh, we did an interview, or I did an interview with Josh Norris. Uh, who better to have as our 100th guest? Like, the guy's been on fire. He's a great yep. storyteller. Uh, I really, really like Josh Norris just as a person. Like, he's just a really good kid. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's well-spoken. He's very smart. Fantastic two-way hockey player. I mean, what better guest? And he did. He was disappointed you weren't there. Because once a hockey player, always, he's like, I had chirps. I had some chirps for math and he didn't. And so that was a little disappointing. Uh, by the way, today's guest brought to you by whitewater beer, uh, cool, refreshing taste, whitewater beer. Try the new tasty flavor of Kiwi lime sour. You can get it at the LCBO, but why do that? When you can order it online, save 15%, go to shopwhitewater.ca, use the wham dash funky fresh coupon code, uh, and get 15% off whitewater brewed by friends for friends, the official beer of the hockey hall of fame. Uh, also don't forget they have home delivery, which I love to call, the beer Santa. Um, he's coming up a bit in the show. Before we get to that, uh, I do want to ask you quickly. I saw this Taylor Hall. Okay, there's a couple of fines and suspensions from Tuesday night. One was uh, the the knee on Brady Kachuk from uh, Jeanette. Uh, again, $5,000 fine. fine. The, the other one was the Taylor Hall 
punch to the face of Ilya Labushkin, I believe his name is from yeah, Toronto. Labushkin. Yeah. Uh, okay. So if, and I saw Ray Ferraro tweet this, he's like, I'm okay with the two games for uh, Austin Matthews with a cross check and this being a $5,000 fine. I'm not sure. I think this should be a one game suspension. If you're trying to eliminate headshots and he just punches you from behind. Okay. Now yeah. you watch the clip again and you just, <laughs> you pay attention to the, like the actual motion. Taylor Hall is not punching him. He's trying to turn him around. So this is what happens in hockey. When you level a guy from behind the way uh, Labushkin did, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his name. He's a maple leaf. I'm not going to try to pronounce it properly. When you hit a guy from behind like that and you fold him into the wall head first, you can't just nonchalantly turn around and pretend like that hit didn't happen and not expect somebody to come after you. Like, I'm sorry, this is a contact sport and this happens. We see, we see fights happen after clean hits. What do you think happens after a dirty hit? You're just going to be able to go on your merry way to the bench. Like nothing happened. Like, come on. So if you watch the play, given the circumstances, Taylor Hall just tries to grab Labushkin's right shoulder kind of to turn him around a little bit. And Labushkin just falls like a debt, like a house of cards. Like, come on. So to me in that play, Labushkin's a chicken shit. And obviously all the fanboy media members and a lot of the fans, we all know the ones that have all their, their Austin Matthew avatar pictures on to on Twitter. Um, all the little minions are going to come out and defend them. And they're very loud because there's a lot of them. It's Maple Leafs, right? So to me, it's simple. I, I thought I thought the fine is fine. It appeases the fan base if you want to do that. But a suspension is completely out of the question. It was merely an attempt to get his attention and turn him around. And um, it ended up poorly. Optically, if you're watching it very quickly, it looked bad. But no suspension whatsoever. All right. I Okay, but optically, if you are watching it, and so they're trying to appease the major fan base, uh, uh, and they're trying to grow the game in the U.S. So if you see that, it looks like a punch to the head. And so it looks like violent in nature, and it looks like it's another headshot, and it needs to be dealt with. Or they go, well, that's why it's a niche league, and they allow this kind of stuff to happen. Sure. Yeah, well, okay. But you watch the play again, like I'm watching it again right now, just, just because I'm like, okay, I want to make sure I'm not off base here. Yeah. He legitimately just tries to grab him. Like Taylor Hall's the one who gets hit. Yeah. He gets up and instead of Labushkin at least facing him and saying like, okay, like, are are we going to do something or not? Hall just tries to get his attention and turn him around. So anyway, I'm not going to go on another long rant. But I stand firm in that the (laughs) NHL nailed that decision. That is the right call. And to compare it to the Austin Matthews thing, like, Austin Matthews grabbed a composite weapon with his two hands and cross-checked an individual straight to the face. Like there, there's, there's literally no comparison. I think it's the right call. I think the NHL, the player safety nailed the both. I, I, I can be very critical of them. They nailed it. Okay. Last thing on this topic, because I just like to wind you up a little is um, <laughs> this is one of those instances to me that this is where player safety, having been part and played in the national hockey league, understand that more than the general fan. So the general fan gets wound up like I'm trying to do it to you and you're just simply, no, no, that's just not how it's played in the National Hockey League. That's what I believe that they finally, they get this right, even though uh, we, the media, are all calling for suspensions because of it. Yeah, well, I I don't think every media, yeah. No, we're not, I'm generalizing. 
Of course. Yeah. yeah. Like I think, I think there's just a loud group of people. Anytime a Maple Leaf gets hurt and, and sometimes it's, it's justified in, in, in a long-term suspension or whatever it is. This isn't one of those moments. Like I don't need to explain it anymore. It's not a suspension. Okay. So it's idiotic to assume that, like I said, Taylor, all just grabs his shoulder, kind of grazes his face on the way over. And the guy dives and falls. Yes. He went down the tunnel. I refuse to believe there's even remotely anything close to a concussion on that play. Fair enough. Uh, you are watching the Wally Mathot Show brought to you by sportsinteraction.com. It is our 100th episode today, or as we like to call it, our show. So uh, don't go anywhere. Coming up right after the break is Josh Norris brought to you by Whitewater Beer. All right, into the Whitewater chat now brought to you by Whitewater Beer. Go to Whitewater Beer, shop whitewater.ca. Josh Norris, welcome to the show. I don't know if you know this or not, my friend, but uh, it's a big show. Like, I know you're a first-round pick. I know you've scored a bunch of goals, and you've done all this great stuff. And this is the 100th episode of the Wally Mathot Show, and you, my friend, were the guest we wanted. Well, thanks for having me, fellas. That means a lot. Appreciate that. I, I always love coming on. <laughs> I knew it would be high on your list, for sure. Um, I got <laughs> There's one question. I, uh, let's, first of all, let's get the contract stuff out of the way. Everybody talks about it. I just want to know what's the first big purchase you're going to make when you sign your new deal. Oh, I don't know. Um, I haven't made any uh, impulse or any big purchases yet. Obviously, I haven't really made any cash. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you know. Um, I don't know when that's going to be, but I'll let you know when it when it happens. Perfect. Now, I, with the contract, and we'll move on, but it, have you given it any thought here as you get closer and closer to eventually signing this deal? Um. I mean, I think maybe um, maybe a little bit more now just because the this season is coming to a close. But um, it is what it is. We haven't um, started negotiating yet. Um, so I'm just uh, I'm just doing my part and playing my role and um, just, you know, trying to do the best that I can every game. Is doing your part trying to become a 30 goal scorer pretty quick here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're inching um, closer to it and um, that's obviously for sure a goal of mine, um, you know, to, to end the season that way. So, um, got a fair amount of hockey left, but I'd rather do it sooner, sooner than later. Okay. But so you missed 15 games with a shoulder injury. Did you think like it was out of the realm of possibility to even get close to 30 or was it still there in the back of your mind? Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't even think about 30, um, I just wanted to come back and, you know, kind of have a fresh start and, and play well. And um, I thought I got off to a good start, um, you know, after my first few games and, and felt good and then uh, kind of felt back to normal. And then, um, you know, puck started just going for me. And, and from there, I think my confidence just kind of rolled and, and grew and um, I'm carrying that with me right now. So I think that's um, a huge part to, to never lose your confidence. Is it, uh, and obviously it is fun to get your teammates back, but now that you're healthy again, Drake Batherson's back in the lineup, Obviously, everybody else, I know you're missing Thomas Shabbat, but up front, it must feel pretty good to see some familiar faces. Yeah, it is. Um, it's uh, it's really nice to have Drake back out there yesterday. So um, obviously a huge part of our team and, and a huge part of our offense. And, um, you know, another big piece in the locker room as well. Obviously, we, we miss Shabby right now. Um, there's, uh, you know, that's not a secret. So hopefully he can get back before the season, but we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, do you have a secret of scoring game-winning goals? You've got nine in your career, which is about 21%, I think, of all the goals you've scored. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, actually, I saw a stat the other day that I had, like, whatever the amount of game-winning goals I had this year, and I, I didn't even, like, know, honestly. So 
Um, I don't know. I guess I just like scoring big goals. Maybe that's my thing. Uh, um, you know, I just like scoring goals in general. So, um, you know, if it happens to be a game winner, then that's a positive. Uh, we do appreciate it. We also know that you're a 30 goal scorer uh, in the AHL as well. So time now for uh, Pearls of Wisdom brought to you by sportsinteraction.com. It's where we get to know a little bit more about you. Some interesting notes. 18.9%. That is the best shooting percentage in franchise history, by the way, for players who have played a minimum of 100 games. Uh, 39 goals. That's the uh, first in 100 games. That's tied you with Alexi Ashton for the most in franchise history. Uh, the year 13. That's the youngest senator to score 13 power play goals in a season. And then five is the number of consecutive power play goals you score, which is another franchise record. All you do basically is when you score goals, set franchise records. Yeah. I mean, you're throwing some crazy stats at me here. Well, I don't really know. I didn't know any of those. So, um, I mean, I've said it a lot, like I get put in, in good spots and, um, you know, our power play has been clicking um, and, and I'm, I'm in a good spot on the power play too. And they, uh, they trust me to shoot the puck and, um, you know, I'm confident and, and guys are able to get me the puck. So, um, you know, credit to, uh, to the unit. All right. Does any of this have any impact on the lucky troll that you've had since, uh, well, I don't know how long, but I brought it out on draft day. I got, so I got rid of that. Um, geez, I don't know when I got rid of that, but I had it my draft year. And then I think I had it a little bit of my freshman, freshman year. And then I was like, I kind of grew up a little bit. I was like, this is stupid. Like, why do I have this? <laughs> and just, um, just torched in through it. I don't know where it is right now. It might be at home sitting somewhere, but I got rid of that thing a long time ago. So is there any superstition type thing that you have? Um, that was the last one I had. And I'm, I'm all out of superstitions. I'm sick of it. It's pretty good. I, I appreciate that. Um, as you get going here in this year and you've got all these guys in the lineup, can you see some light at the end of the tunnel going into next year? I know this is an obvious question, but I, I think for you guys as players to have to go through not being in the playoffs, you, you hoping that you're building towards something. Yeah, that's uh, that's really fair to put it. Obviously this year hasn't gone the way we wanted it to. Um, let's not cut ourselves, but um, we've had some tough circumstances and guys being injured and, um, you know, you know, just missing big, big parts of our team. So, um, and I think we got some more good news today with Sanderson signing. So, um, obviously he's a big part of the future and I'm excited to meet him and, and get him down here and, um, just get to know him better. So I'm excited for him. And, um, I think definitely the last 15 or, or 17 games that we have left here, I think it's for sure, um, you know, very important games. Obviously we're not in the, in the playoffs, but I think just from where we're at as a, as a, um, you know, team standpoint, and hopefully we can get Pinto back before the end of the year, um, yeah. you know, which is a, was a huge loss for us um, not having him this year. I know he's young, but um, you know, I think he's such a stud and I think he's going to be a really good player. So, um, and then obviously, like I said, Shabby's out, but we got some pieces coming and, and um, you know, I think it'll be exciting. And um, you know, I think I saw Sogard got called up today, so it'll be interesting. And we got a lot of, you know, different moving pieces, which is, um, it's exciting for sure. Yeah, lots of news. Obviously, Matthew Joseph coming to line, Travis Habening. But I'll go back to Jake Sanderson for a minute. Is there a level of excitement, I guess, around the group? There's been so much talk. I don't know if he'll ever be able to live up to all the expectations that seem to be placed on him. But there's certainly an awful lot of excitement, I think, for him coming into the lineup when and if he gets healthy. Yeah, yeah, there, there has been for sure. And I think um, probably for the last month or two or so, guys are kind of talking about it a little bit more and and, um, you know, hoping, you know, Nodak got knocked out early just so that we could get him earlier. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, for sure. 
it's um, definitely a lot of expectation to, to live up to, but um, you know, that's what make those, those players special. And um, you know, they don't really feel too much pressure. And I, I don't know the kid um, that well yet, obviously. So I'm just excited to meet him and see what he's all about. And, and um, I know he's going to be great for us. Uh, I don't want this to be a debate about uh, if he should go to the AHL or not, but you went to the AHL and you were very, very good, obviously uh, rookie of the year with you know, 31 goals, I think in 56 games. Um, I, I, my point is, I don't think there's much of a problem if he were to ever go play in the AHL. Like you learned an awful lot, I believe playing uh, when you did with the AHL, right. With Troy man. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was uh, that year was really crucial for me. I think um you know, just starting out talking about the American league, I think, you know, different players need different things. And obviously everybody's path is a little bit different. And um, for me at the time I was coming off shoulder surgery and hadn't played since, since January, I think. So I was, I think I was coming up on like 10 months or something before I'd even played a game. Um, you know, so when I went down to the American league, um, my focus was just getting back to playing and, and getting better. And obviously it's a new scene and new environment and new players and everything like that. But um, I'm grateful that I had Manor and, and Chalker there that year. Um, you know, they helped me out so much and I, uh, I credit them for a lot of the success that I'm having now, just from, um, you know, the detail that they had in their game and all the video that we did. So credit yeah. to them, but, um, yeah, for Sandy, I mean, I don't, I don't know, he's been hurt for a little bit, but, um, he's a special player and, um, you know, sometimes guys that are like that can just kind of figure it out at this level and, and, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, we had you on the previous episode. You talked that you thought the biggest thing you got in trouble with was with an escalator incident. Um, I, so my point is, I think you've changed a lot. I watched you, uh, the Arizona game, you score a power play goal. And if I'm not mistaken, motion towards Nick Ritchie to come out of the box. Um, was that just by pure accident or, uh, did this really happen? Yeah. So I got interviewed about this the other day, actually, just briefly. And, uh, <laughs> like when I saw the the replay on the goal and like the celebration, or whatever, I could totally see how people were like, <laughs> "Holy shit!" You know, like he's he's telling Richie to come out of the box, but that was not the case at all. I was I don't know what I was doing. It was a terrible celebration, but I was just trying to like get the crowd like, "Let's go!" Or you know what I mean? Uh, just stupid silly, but um, kind of bad timing with uh, with him in the box there too. So no, it wasn't uh, it wasn't directly at Richie. See, I thought at first, I thought there's no way he's doing this. And I thought, well, if he is like good on him, cause that's ballsy. But I, there's there, at the back of my mind, I'm like, that's not Josh Norris. There's no way that he's going to do that. <laughs> that's why I was confused after the game. Like I, all my buddies were like texting me and like, I was getting tagged and stuff and I'm like, like, what's going on? What did I do? And then I saw the replay and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I get how people see it that way, but um, no, that's, uh, that's not really who I am. <laughs> One of the other things, um, you have one NHL fight in your career that I have found anyway, uh, with Alex Romanoff and you've like, were angry and fed him. Um, was that the first time you've ever been in a hockey fight? Um, my, no, I got, my first fight was in Belleville. Uh, geez, it would have been like game 50 of 56 at the end of the year. Um, but the one against Romanov was like, like the, the guy I fought in, in Belva was, he was a lot smaller than me. So I didn't really count it. Uh, and then Romanov is like a big boy. So yeah. I don't know what got into me there. I think it was more so like he was running around the whole year and I felt like he never wanted to answer the bell. And um, it was just instinct. And I was like, we're going. And we just went and it was a good tilt. 
Did you surprise yourself with how you handled yourself in that one? 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> Did not think I had that in me. So uh, it's nice to know that I have a little bit in the toolbox for uh, to defend yeah. myself. So. It, was, it was very good. Um, so you went from living with, we made a big deal of you and Brady and Tim Stutzlaw together to now being on your own. Uh, what's yep. life like now? Lonely. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. Um, yeah, we uh, we broke the band up there, obviously, and um, just thought that we all kind of needed our own space. And um, it's been really good. I, uh, I enjoy living on my own, kind of doing my own thing. Uh, definitely miss hanging out with, you know, Chucky and Timmy, obviously. But, um, well, Timmy, actually, we live in the same building. We actually live on the same floor. Um, so we're about 20 feet away from each other. So sometimes <laughs> I get sick of him. I still get sick of him, but uh, it's uh, it's nice to have my own space for sure. Very nice. You spoke. Uh, you brought up the band the other day. We had Thomas Shabbat on. We asked him uh, since Matthew Joseph can play the piano, name us the Sens band. He left you out, and I think I get a sense that you can I know, play. I was a kind musical. of insulted. So, can you play an instrument? I can play the drums for sure. I'm a drummer. I, when I was a little kid, I always wanted to be a drummer. I don't know why. That was like my favorite thing, like in a band for some reason. Have you ever played so it? I might have to buy a set. Uh, Guitar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> and are you, are you pretty any good? good too. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's what we're going to get Craig on this to get a Sens band together on a uh, video game and we'll get it done. Um, there we go. But he brought up, and by the way, he mentioned Dylan Gambrell as a singer. Can you uh, elaborate on that? cop uh we call him the cop i have no idea um honestly so we had a halloween party at the start of the year and uh geez i forget what he was singing but connor brown got up there and started singing um it might have been the bare naked ladies i don't know that sounds weird but he was singing something and he i was like he was like really good like i don't mean to pump his tires here but i was like pretty impressed so i didn't have to go with brownie i don't know about gamby but and uh why is dylan gambrell called the cop he just looks like a typical cop, I think. <laughs> no, no offense to any cops out there, but he just looks like a cop. That's pretty good. Uh, uh, Drake Batherson, if you were to be Drake Batherson and wanted to have a conversation with somebody, what would your sentence sound like? Good day, boy. How's she going today, buddy? <laughs> just something stupid. <laughs> like he doesn't even speak English half the time. I don't even understand what he's saying. Are there times you're like, Drake, I don't know what you're talking about. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> like, like 90% of the time. Uh, he's, he's pretty good. Um, why is there such great chemistry with, uh, obviously you're highly skilled individuals, but the three of you with Brady and you and Drake on the same line, uh, seems to click. Is it just skill? No. Um, I think it just works because we're, we're all three of us are pretty different. Um, like as hockey players, but as people too, like, I think it's just kind of a good balance. Um, like hockey wise, obviously Brady's, you know, the big power forward who can make plays, he scores goals, he gets to the night, he kind of does everything. And um, I would probably put Drake in more of the, the playmaking category. Obviously he can score um, extremely well, but I think he's, his passing is, uh, it's really special. And then I think I'm probably more of a shooter and, and a scorer. So, that kind of just goes hand in hand. And then the ice Brady's, um, you know, he's the captain. He kind of, he's the leader on our line and, and the one who will get on us. And then, um, 
you know, Drake's pretty quiet and doesn't really ever say anything. He's always positive. And then I'm just kind of in the middle, um, you know, like the meteor. So um, try to keep things light. And um, it's uh, it just works, I guess. It just works. You brought up Brady being the leader. And we've heard talk about him. I think it was the Carolina game. I'm not sure exactly what all transpired. But how much different from when, I'll even say the start of last year to this year, is the leadership group in that room vocal-wise, if you understand what I mean? Um, do, you, do you mean like Brady or just like the, the group? Even Brady, Thomas, who like, I'm assuming now that there's everybody's a little bit older. That's kind of the same group. There's more people understand a little bit more what's expected or there's people that are a little more vocal than maybe they used to as they get, they grow into their role. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good question. Um, you know, I think everyone's kind of gotten, um, you know, taken another step and just for Brady, I think he's done a really good job of, you know, picking his spots and, um, you know, saying things when he, when he needs to, when he thinks, you know, things need to be said. And, um, you know, I think that's important for, for a leader. You can't always be saying stuff and, um, you know, just from that standpoint, it shows his maturity and, um, just the confidence in, in whatever he's saying and guys know that he's listening. So, um, Shabby's been good. Shabby's, um, Shabby. And if, uh, something needs to be said, he's going to say, it doesn't matter to who or, or what it is. Um, he just kind of, you know, blurts out. And I think that's really important too. And, um, you know, guys like Holdy. Um, who've been in the, in the league for a long time, obviously. He keeps things laid and um, always in a good perspective. So it's um, it's nice to have guys chime in and, and not only have one voice for sure. Absolutely. What can you tell us about Anton Forsberg? One of the problems with the pandemic has been we don't get a chance to see you guys very much or hear long interviews. I, I don't really know much about Anton Forsberg. So what can you tell me about him? Uh, he's uh Bergie's a funny guy. Um, yeah, I really enjoy, you know, being teammates with him and, and playing, you know, in front of him. And, um, you know, he works extremely hard, but I think he has a, he's got a good sense of humor. And, um, you know, I think he really enjoys being at, being at the rink and playing hockey. And, um, you know, he's had a cool story. He, you know, was on waivers multiple times, um, you know, kind of bounced around to different teams. And, um, you know, even just, I remember meeting him for the first time, there was a cool demeanor about him and was just super calm, um, you know, at the start and, and, uh, you know, I could just see that there was something there and, um, you know, he's gotten a really good opportunity and he's played extremely well. And, um, you know, I think he really relishes that and, and wants to be the guy. And, um, I think you see it in his conference every night and how he right. plays and, you know, especially now it's, um, you know, it's his net. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's been really cool to see him grow. And I, I don't want to make this a question about the goaltending in general, but there are times when you put a goaltender in there, the guys feel a certain level of confidence just with that particular goalie. Do you guys get that yep. sense with Fordsburg and especially with the way he's played? I'll say since the beginning of January, he just seems to be on a different level. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? Right. Like, I mean, he, uh, he gives us a chance to win every single night. Um, you know, even last night, I think the shots were, you know, double at least, I think for against Florida. So, yeah. and he, and he holds us in there and, um, you know, the, it probably could have been, um, you know, a lead for them for sure at certain points throughout the game. And, and it wasn't, and, you know, he stopped and breakaways and two on ones and things like that. So he just, he wants to be in the net and, and, um, you know, he's got a lot of swagger to him and, um, you know, I think his work ethic is, you know, for sure his number one asset. Um, and then his skill kind of takes over from there and, so he's done a really good job. And um, like you said, we, uh, we feel comfortable in front of him for sure. 
in that Sunday game, went to a shootout with Florida. You had just your second shootout appearance. Uh, you got stopped. I'm just curious of what it's like in a full building to do a shootout. Yeah, um, it's fun. Uh, wasn't really what I was trying to do. I kind of stand on the puck a little bit, so that sucks. But um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, you you want to be in those in those situations, and especially last night. Um, you know, the crowd was so good, and they were into it, and it was a uh, it was an emotional game, and um, you know, you could feel it from them as well. So obviously, anytime there's a full building like that, and you're in a shootout, and you have a chance to you know kind of put the game away, you want to be in that spot and and be the guy to end it. So, um, unfortunately it, you know, it doesn't work out every time for you, but, um, it's, uh, it's fun to be in those spots. Uh, one of the favorite things people talk about is NHL players. Part of the NHL is being on the plane, getting beyond the charter. Who is the first And one of the things you get on the plane is there's always a, a buffet laid out, basically a bunch of food. Who's the first player to get to the food. Jeez. Um, usually it's the coaches. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can tell you, it used to be he's... the media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't really see Gord sniffing around there too much. Oh, he just waits. He lurks. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Who's the first one in there? I'm usually, I'm always starving when I get on the plane. So I usually get my hands in there, but, uh, I don't know. I, but coaches for sure. It's usually it, gone. It is good. Um, as this season winds down and you get set to take a trip somewhere, I'm assuming at the end of the year, maybe you won't, but are you a beach guy or are you a tourist kind of destination guy? Um, I'm, I like both, but at the end of the year, I'm for sure going to a beach. I'm not going to walk around and visit <laughs> places at the end of the year. Uh, I'm going to go sit my ass down on a beach somewhere and um, maybe play some golf or uh, something like that. I think the fellows actually got a golf trip planned out at the end of the year um so that'll be fun nice. and then uh maybe maybe get some sun after that so we'll see uh very nice and um so i, I there's a like how many team functions would you guys do in a year that are not like official like i know there's halloween parties and there's always the rookie dinner but like if you were going to concerts would you guys all get together oh yeah for sure um we saw um sebastian maniscalco that was probably a week ago. The comedian, he was, he was awesome. Like we had so much fun and we literally didn't stop laughing for like an hour. So that was, that was fun to go to. Um, and some of the Canadian guys, um, you know, not to throw them under the bus, but they didn't really know who he was and they didn't really want to go. And I remember even for me, like uh, him and his girlfriend, Haley weren't going to go. And, and uh, he's like, no, like, I don't really know who he is. Like, I'm not going to go. And I was like, dude, just come. Like, you'll literally piss your pants for an hour. Like, just come. And I sat next to him and we literally didn't stop laughing. Um, like I said, the whole time. So um, we did that. That was fun. We're going to Bieber, um, Super Bowl parties, things like that. So nothing out of the ordinary. But when, when we get a chance to go and have a good laugh, we'll go. Ah, very nice. Uh, Josh, I don't want to keep you because I know it's your off day. and You've been pretty busy here of late, but I appreciate you stopping by. Uh, your time has been fantastic as always. We appreciate you. And so um, meth sends his best while he's on a couch somewhere or an inversion table or something trying to get better. Yeah. I wish meth uh, all the best. I guess he's just getting a little old. Eh? He's, you know, what? like he's a lot older than me when it comes to his body. Absolutely. Thanks yeah. buddy. We'll Senator, talk soon. Senator, I'm all my best. Thanks all right. guys. Uh, and thanks once again to Josh Norris. I should point out that interview was done a couple of days ago, just before they headed off to Nashville. Uh, so I didn't get it. We obviously would have asked his reaction on being elbowed in the head, uh, but 
that uh, was happening before. Anyway, uh, wait for him to try and see if he can get to 30 goals. I really hope he can get uh, that this year. Uh, just a reminder, uh, Wall & Show brought to you by BEI, Bonshire Excavating Inc., spring just around the corner. That means time to start landscaping needs, uh, perhaps some stone or aggregate, maybe thinking of redoing the driveway. Bonshire Excavating here to help competitive pricings on your landscape needs or ask Meth to come move a stone for you. Uh, give them a call, 613-432-1120 or go to BonshireExcavating.com. BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Now we welcome into the show, Craig, uh, for Ooh. show 100. This is a big one, Craig. Glad you got dressed up. Yeah, I wore I just wore a t-shirt. Um, yeah, big one. That's 100. It's, ep- it's episode 63. That's the confusing part, right? Because we're counting live shows, too, because they're pretty much the same, just live. Uh, yeah, 100. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty good. I know. I, know I remember trying to wrap my head around making one. And it was like, now we've made 100 of them. It's oh, nuts. So. so when we go back and we, and, and we did the out first show with Alfie, it probably mm-hmm. took us like three days to put that thing together. We right, yeah. we were we were working six out of seven days a week at the beginning to try and put these interviews together. Uh, yeah, it's so much yeah. easier now. Yeah. Full disclosure: when we started, maybe I didn't totally know how to do everything I said I knew how to do, but we figured it out. <laughs> That's the whole point, right? So yeah, yeah. No, it was good. We got it now, and look at us now. We're cranking them out, so it's good. It's yeah. Good. So if only if we knew then, and as I said uh, back then, I'm like, if we only know ahead what we know oh, yeah. now or whatever right we'd be so much further ahead um i do i got a special pearls of wisdom for our show mm. by the way uh so pearls of wisdom brought to you by boyd moving uh go to boyd.ca for a free quote today uh, they keep auto moving okay here it is 12 that's the number of nhl award winners we've had on our show 46 different Ottawa Senator players uh, add another four head coaches. That brings it up to 50, actually, if you want senators. 124 interviews, Matt. 124 times we've talked to somebody not named Craig on our show. And 10 times is the tournament leader. Uh, Ian Mendez has been on the show for 10 appearances. That leads all uh, guests, although Bobby Ryan is quickly becoming uh, right up there with him. Uh, it's been a pretty good time. I will say, like... I didn't know what it's going to be like to get to 100. It's a lot of work, but it has been a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's been that's been a lot of fun. What's great Matthew is being able deadly to... silent right now. It's silent. I don't know. Oh no, no, no! He's I'm thinking about trying. that. I just didn't know if I should enough. interject. I don't know if Craig was going to answer. Not only that, but I'm, I'm like, like I said, I'm battling this back thing right now. It's got me pretty miserable. But yeah, I agree with everything. It's been a lot of work. You guys have done a fantastic job keeping it together. Um, with all the work you do between the rundowns with you, Wally, and all the content, and of course with Craig and all the work he does behind the scenes, it's it's a lot. And I don't think people truly understand what's involved to make it work. And you guys do a good job. It's so funny. I was going to put at the end of the Pearls of Wisdom, I was just going to make a joke and say zero, the number of rundowns that Meth has read. Uh, but oh, I- <laughs> no, I read some of them. Some of them I'll read. I- <laughs> um, by the, by the way, uh, go to gongshowgear.com if you want to get some Wham merchandise. Uh, it, it's still up there, hoodies or hats or T-shirts. Uh, the entire collection is there. Also, they have all kinds of sales. gongshowgear.ca with uh, lots of different collaborations. Uh, this seems like a perfect time to point out. Coming up next Thursday, we've got guest number one back. Daniel Alfredson is going to be back on the show. Uh, he is the greatest center of all time. He's the best interview guest we've had on, and he is back. So super pumped for that one. 
Yeah, awesome. I like that. I like that we're, we're just talking show 100 and how kind of those early ones were hard to do. I like that we got another crack at Daniel Alfredson right yeah. now that we, we know yeah. a little bit more shows a little more fine tuned. We got all these reps yeah. under our belt like yeah, it was nice. So it was good to kind of yeah. to get to do that one again. We should have waited on Alfie for <laughs> when I think back at show number one, we should have waited yeah. for like number 10. Yeah, we were still kind of yeah. figuring out a lot of the bugs. And even just the whole, like, trying to talk to people through Zoom. And, like, we've gotten so much better at that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the challenges at the beginning are different than the challenges now. So, yeah, it's yeah. it was nice uh, to, yeah, be able to hook up with Alfie again. Uh, Matt, do you have a favorite moment? Uh, from our show? Oh, man. That's a tough one because there's so many different guests. Uh, I mean, I've always enjoyed interviewing um, I have a soft spot for interviewing the retired guests. Some of the guys like, like, like Rob Ray, for example, so like, good. like, yeah, like those, like in McLennan and I, I could go on. I, I think for me, just hearing the old war stories that they have from when yeah. they played, um, always kind of piqued my interest because some of these stories that they've experienced would not happen in today's NHL. So I have an appreciation for that. Yeah. And Kevin Bieksa is another one. Uh, I know he's yeah. currently on TV, but him to be a former retired player and the two of you battling on the ice is what the, which, which makes it fun for me just to sit sure. and listen to that stuff. And I thought Ken Hitchcock, uh, although, you know, people see him as a coach of different teams and not the sense, he was a phenomenal, phenomenal guest to have on. Yeah. That but, was another really good interview. Yeah. Such good insight. And that's, that's yeah. the funny thing about the show, right? Like we could have a million sense players and the, the, the numbers are great. People tune yeah. in for those. But we've had some far better actual interviews, like with like, you know, with other guests yep. that maybe perhaps don't do as well. So I'll encourage people really go back through some of those guests that maybe you skipped in the past. You'd be surprised. Some of those interviews yeah. were terrific. You know what uh, one of our most listened to was this season, like starting from the season was T-Bone, <laughs> like from the uh, T-Bone. Right. That was one of our most oh like, watched ones. Like I, I was I looking at the analytics. I, I forgot. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot yeah, that we T -bone. interviewed T-Bone. That, <laughs> yeah. that is also a highlight. Of Did you guys name. ever send him pics to no, sign? Or no, he gave up Wally, on that. Wally got his address. <laughs> I still, yeah, I still talk to him. Find something for us. You still talk to T-Bone? Yeah, absolutely. When's the last time you talked to T-Bone? That's awesome. I don't know that. Oh, geez. I don't, less than a month ago, probably. Wow. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I think we have he's a really good dude. Uh, I think he obviously plays that character pretty good, but uh, deep down, he's a, he's a pretty good guy. The uh, really good dude. I mean, aside yeah, from the yeah. fact that he would beat the shit he's out of people psycho. behind the yeah. scenes <laughs> yeah. in the family business, yeah, really upstanding citizen. No, but I do agree. <laughs> he's a funny guy. Like whether you yeah. agree with him or not, he's a funny guy. Full on. We gotta bring T Bone back then. Well, I can. You know what? We could get AJ Galante if we want to on the show. Uh, well, I'm sure the, now that a lot of the like the, the circus around it has kind of died down a little bit. I'm yeah. sure we could get some of these guys, but so, I like the I like the T-Bone was our guy. Yeah, like he uh, anyway, I thought he was and there was so much going on with his phone dropping out and all this stuff that I, it just oh it made God. that episode. That, that like, interview was just sheer chaos. Yes, it was yeah. chaos. He's and driving so, around New Jersey <laughs> in his car. And no, we like, didn't use that one. <laughs> so and the funny part is like if you know I'm a little OCD and need everything color-coded on my run hold on a second get right out of here really that's nice <laughs> <laughs> see and that's so this episode i'm like how am i gonna how do we put this together it was anyway it was so good that's why i like the sweating a little bit for me it's it's been a change for sure to try and not worry about yeah. everything 
that way yeah. and to let it go. And it ends up becoming some of the best stuff we do. Ah, it's the internet, right? Like, it can yeah. be a little, can be like a meth's dirty. leg cramp. I, I'm, I'm pissed <laughs> at meth in the live show because he's walking and leaving, doing the middle of an interview. And he's like, I can't move my leg. And I, it was like the far, most memorable thing from that show. Yeah. One yeah, of the funniest yeah. things we've ever done is you. There's a lot about our show, eh? No, that was very painful. <laughs> mm. So good. Anyway, boys, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a pleasure. Hey, we've got like hoodies and mugs and all kinds of stuff. We actually have a golf Crazy. tournament coming up again we're going to do. Um, so yeah. for Craig, uh, I just want to say thank you to you. I know we say it all the time. Yeah, man. It, like this show doesn't work unless you put it together. And that's without question. Like Meth and I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Uh, you get hit by a bus and we can't have a show. Well, I mean, the, we'd have to change the name of the show if one of you guys got hit by a bus. True. The memorial. Well, I've used I'd use Mendez. I'd slide him right in there so I could use the same M. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then you still got Wham and everything else. Alex, too. Alex, while we're pumping yeah. people's tires, Alex, too. He, yeah, he does all the, the, all the switching yeah. on the live shows and stuff. There's no yeah. way I could manage that plus everything else. So, yeah, like Alex, uh, uh, stick taps to Alex. Here awesome. Yeah. Good stuff, boys. So uh, we will see you on Monday. But uh, thanks, guys, for hanging in there for this whole year as we get closer to a million downloads. We'll see you next time. That's the Wally Thought Show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.